Warriors new general manager Bob Myers on with Bob Fitzgerald and Rod Brooks. Bob, how are you? I'm on the plane, Bob. I'm heading to New York. Hopefully, I'll return with the draft picks. I was going to Warriors fan. I was going to say it. At five o'clock to five thirty tomorrow, you're going to become a lot smarter because you'll have two second rounders, two number ones, and the mid level exception. That's a lot of chips for a GM in his first year. You got to be happy about that. Well, I maybe you know something I don't know. I, I like that. I like that outcome. I like the confidence. <laughs> but uh, I think we have to go and prepared uh, to be cautiously optimistic. So I hope that's what I hope that's what happens, Bob. Can you give us any updates on the uh, on the talks with Utah in terms of securing uh, that pick tomorrow? Yeah, right. I think we're going to keep talking to them and keep talking to anybody else for that matter. Um, it's just like a trading deadline situation. You just talk all the way up to it and see what you can do. And and I think we'll either do something that makes sense or we won't. Um, tough to put a, a read on it or tough, tough to gauge it right now. Uh, but at this point... Um, We'll take it down to the wire, and if something makes sense for us, we'll do it. And if it doesn't, we won't. Just like any deal, there's a um, the cost to it and a benefit. And if we weigh the benefit as greater than the cost, we'll do it. But uh, right now, I'm getting on the plane, and right now it's the bounce of the ball. So it'll determine whether we have a pick or not. That, that could change, but that's where we are today. Has Utah become a more willing dance partner as of late or, or less willing? Did they start off kind of willing and, and tail off? I mean, and I know this is all sensitive stuff, but just kind of to get an understanding as to where both of you guys are at this point. I guess the same. Okay. I'll tell you, Rod, as you approach free agency, as you approach the draft, it really doesn't matter where somebody is one day before the deadline. It matters where they are at the deadline. <laughs> so I think you do like to feel like you know where another team sits, but mm-hmm. you see it change so many times that, what it is one day, whether it's good or bad, you can you can be heading towards a deal and it can get derailed. You can be running away from a deal and it can get back on track. So there's so many different scenarios. The, the more you kind of engage in these type of things, that you really just you really focus on your own house. And by doing that, you say, "What would we do?" And you stick firm with that. And if it's something that you like, you do it. If it's something that you don't, you don't. And I think uh, you, you have to really be diligent. You have to be disciplined in that capacity because if you don't, if you start changing your approach mm-hmm. at the one-yard line or as things get closer, that's when you kind of go sideways um, on any of these things. Now, Bob, you got to look at, would you rather have a 72% free thrower at the line or a 28% free thrower at the line? Come on now. <laughs> I work with me on this. You're going to get that you know, pick. I wish we had a 100% free throw shooter at the line. <laughs> I wish Steve Nash, that's about the closest you can get, or Curry was up there shooting free throws for us. But, um, you know what, Bob? Again, the odds are good. I like good odds. But, you know what, leaving anything to chance is uh, is something you don't want to do if you can help it. But, again, um, if, if, if we have to leave something to chance, it's nice to have a 72% chance instead of a 28 or 10 or 5. So, it'll uh, hopefully it'll work out for us. Hey, t- just a broad strokes here. We're talking to Bob Myers, the GM of the Warriors. He's actually on the plane getting ready to go back to New York for the lottery tomorrow. When you look at the team, you know, Bogut Lee, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, second-best three-point shooting team, the only team other than the Spurs in the top five and or top ten and all these other offensive categories. Defense was better, but rebounding was still worst. Is, reba- yeah. is rebounding and a backup point guard maybe the two overarching needs for the team as you look at it? Yeah, I think so. I think so, Bob. I think 
we didn't rebound well. If you don't rebound well, uh, I don't think you win. And I, it's not just me saying that. I think the numbers back it up. So to shore up that position, to get somebody up behind Bogut and Lee that, that can rebound. And, and Beedron often takes a ton of criticism. His rebounds per minute were actually good. Sure. Uh, but we do need a, a four that can rebound. Uh, we'll look at that in free agency. We'll look at that in the draft. And a, and a point guard, Jenkins was good. Um, but we need to go into the season, I think, with some help there as well. So I think you hit it on the head. Those two positions are things we'd like to address. And whether it's trade, whether it's free agency or the draft, I think we'll have an opportunity to do it. Hey, when you you know go through your maiden voyage of free agency, you know as the main guy. I mean, you did a great job with Larry Riley last year. If you look at Brandon Rush, and you know it's a restricted free agent situation. Um, you look at Dominic McGuire. Are you looking forward to actually talking to other agents that you used to compete against? That's going to be kind of interesting as far as they throw out numbers and years. You're like, I've run that okey-doke play before. It's actually, this is our real offer. I mean, that's going to be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. I think it'll be, uh, you hope you get the truth. I think having a relationship with somebody in a past life always helps you. It cuts through the fat when you're negotiating. Um I worked with a guy who's pretty successful on that side, Arn Sellum, and so if I'm trying to get one of his players, it's two seconds, and there's no game that's being played. It's what what do you want? He says, I want $5 million. And I say, well, we can only do four. And he says, I got five from so-and-so. And I say, all right, good luck. <laughs> and you don't, wonder, you don't wonder if he's lying to you. You don't wonder if he has it or he doesn't. Um, you don't wonder if he likes you or dislikes you. It's just business, but but it cuts through hours and days of work where you don't waste time. I used right. to tell people all the time, Bob, I used to say, the best answer you can give me is yes, the second best is no. I don't want maybe, um, we'll think about it, just let's move on. If you want to come here, if you want to come for this number, let's do it. If not, good luck, and we'll go to the next guy. So I think you get caught up in a lot of speculation and, and a lot of wishful thinking and sometimes that takes you away from keeping your eye on the ball. Bob, please don't take this the wrong way, but you being a former agent and now general manager of an NBA team and understanding uh, the language of agents, it is it makes me think of when Fortune 500 companies or maybe even governments, they find hackers and say, come and work for us and tell us your secrets <laughs> and let us know how you guys work. Please don't take that as, as insulting, uh, but you, you catch where I'm coming from, right? Yeah, you know, I, look, I, that's interesting. I haven't heard that that type of comparison. My apologies. Cool. Now, what, no, okay. now, what uh, Bob's really going to do is he's going to go, when I was an agent, these eight teams, we fleeced all the time. That's the, Those are teams uh, I'm calling for trades. I know how that's going to work. <laughs> You know what? See, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you say it. You can say that. Get away with it. I can't say that. Hey, hey give, give fans an idea. I, I love your quote. I'm stealing it a lot. Is you know, the best ability is availability. You got that from Danny Ainge. Um, right. You know, Steph Curry and Andrew Bogut. I, I don't think fans can hear enough of updates or, you know, they're – the season hangs on those two ankles, Bob. I mean, I know that the team will be even better because you have some assets to work on in the summer, but – you know, you need Steph and you need Bogut. I mean, there's no getting around that. Where where are they, what you're hearing in terms of their health? I think they're progressing well, Bob. One's in Australia, one's in Charlotte. We're actually going to send our trainers to uh, see each of them, all the way to Australia and also to Charlotte. And Curry's going to come back uh, in about a month and be with us during the draft. But I told – I met with our team doctor yesterday, uh, Dr. Maloney, and, um, and I also talked to our trainers. And I said the same thing to all three of them. 
uh, our strength coach, our trainer, and our team doctor, I said, you three are the most important people in our organization for the next four or five months because it's your job to get these guys healthy and make sure they're healthy when we tip off to start the season. It's, it, it really is imperative. No matter who we draft, no matter how many picks we have, uh, no matter who we sign in free agency, none of that is going to take precedent over the importance of having Curry healthy and Bogut healthy, our point and our five. So it really does come down to that. So we're going to do everything we can to be on top of that, monitor it, and make sure that when the time comes, those guys are feeling good, they're in shape, and ready to go for a 12-13 season. And then the other one is, you know, Mike Malone is already interviewed with Charlotte and will be a, you know, a hot commodity with other teams looking for coaches. Do you meet with Mark Jackson if you were to lose Michael Malone and you already start to have a list of who else would be on the staff and, and things like that? When does all that get done? We talked about the possibility. I think we'd be, um, I think it would be irresponsible to think that there's not a chance that our uh, Michael Malone leaves the staff. We hope he doesn't. He's been great for us. And if you were to wander by our facility, Bob, which I know you do sometimes, he, uh, you'd see him in there working all the time. So he's, He's certainly still with the organization. I think he's happy. His family's happy uh, living in Lafayette. I think if a right thing came along, he'd look hard at it. And we wouldn't hold him back from that. Uh, he's going to be hard to replace. And if, if we have to replace him, we'll get together with our group and, and operations. We'll get together with our coaches and uh, specifically Mark and figure out who's the best fit to uh, fill some pretty big shoes. You said you know you let him go. What about holding on to his family? Then maybe he wouldn't leave. Would that be all right, or is that possible? Uh, it's funny. Uh, when Charlotte called, they said we'd like permission, and just the industry standard, and it's customary to certainly allow an assistant coach to interview for a head coaching job. But I was kind of laughing when I was talking to those guys. I said, "What, what can I say? No, he can't interview to be your head coach." Um, <laughs> but but you know what? He's a great guy. He's been great for us. We like I said. We I hope we keep him. Um, and I think he's 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 not trying to run out the door. I think if you asked him, he would say it's going to take something pretty good. He had a, he had a good time. Uh, I think he knows there's work left to be done with his team. Um, so we hope we can hang on to him. But again, we have to be prepared in the event that he does get a head coaching job. All right, hey Bob, we we know the the flight's getting ready to take off. We'll let you go on this one. You know, one, two, three. I mean, most fans. Hey, Anthony Davis, Kid Gilchrist, Thomas Robinson, and the other two, three in an order. But if you get seven, which we all think is going to happen because you only can think positively, um, is there talent at the seven spot in this draft as you break it down? Yeah, there is. Uh, I think the disparity between two and seven isn't as great as it is in the normal year. So I think there's a big gap between one and two and certainly obviously one and seven. But once you get down to two through ten, there's some obviously some, some differences, but, but it really isn't as marked as it has been in the past in our opinion. So I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. That's the captain speaking, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll let you go with this, Bob. You're already smart. You're already going to do a hell of a job as a GM. You're going to be a lot smarter tomorrow at 530. I know it. Hey, Bob, I will uh, I will take that good luck with me. So I hope you're right. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks Thank for you, having Bob. me. All right. That is Bob Myers actually having the captain yell at him on the plane to the lottery. And you know what he just took? But we didn't tell him. We want him just to feel it, Rod. He just took the Fitz and Brooks mojo with him. That's right. Sometimes you don't even know you got it. Exactly. Until you go to a doctor. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Are we talking about the same thing? Well, 